Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, Working Class Bowhunter Podcast once again. Myself, Kurt Geyer, and Austin Chandler. We're doing the intros for the ATA episodes. So the ATA episodes are uh, usually a little bit shorter episodes like that. So, and we're probably going to use, we're going to rapid blast these. So if this is the first one in the batch you're listening to, or in the middle of the batch of ATA episode, ATA episodes, uh, you know, we're using the same intro for all of them because they're kind of quick in your face episodes and, uh, just, you know, certain products or stories or whatever it may be that we recorded on. But ATA was a good time this year. Uh, we had a ton of fun, get to see all our buddies, uh, Doug rode the bull at uh, PBR, had his make hunting great again moment. Uh, I mean, what else happened? There's a bunch of stuff going on. Some good meetings. We recorded a bunch of good podcasts. Um, yeah, I got to shake hands with some guys we'd never met before. Got to maintain a bunch of existing relationships and yeah. had a great time at ATA. Always look forward to that show. It, it is a good time, man. And I always think like, man, I don't know if we're going to do ATA this year. And then after we do it, I'm always glad. It's always fun. Always fun. Clint Casper came down. Our good buddy Todd Anderson came and hung out for a little bit. Um, we just had a good time, man. Yeah. Positive vibes. Literally, I couldn't name one negative thing that happened if I had to. Um, a lot of bums in Louisville. <laughs> that was the negative, <laughs> That's I guess. the negative. Yeah, it was cold. But we got to eat some Krispy Kremes and uh, ate some good barbecue one night. There's always good food down there. Yeah, it, it was a good time all around. So... If it's the same type of intro on all these ATA ones, we just figured that, you know, they're shorter episodes. We, you know, it gets the point across. Um, And real quick, we just want to thank our partners and we want to thank you guys for listening to our ads and supporting what we do and supporting our partners because they support us. And if they support us for as wild as we are sometimes, uh, to me, I think that that says they're pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Elite Archery, Big Time, Scent Crusher. Old Barn Taxidermy, Camo Fire, Loophole Optics, HHA and HHA USA, Thermacy, Victory Arrows, Huntworth, Slick Trick, Spy Point Cams, um, 
Novix tree stands, and of course there's some there's some more in there that are coming or you know that we're we're working with and that'll be popping back up in the year. Um, but yeah, man, we just appreciate all you guys and supporting what we do. And um, you know anybody that came up and talked to us at ATA was it was very flattering and and very very weird for us, but we appreciate it. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. So let's just get to these. We'll cut the BS. Um, hope you enjoy them. Hope uh, you want to check out some of these products. And, uh, yeah, rapid fire blast the podcast. Three shot burst. Hope you like it. Working class bowhunter podcast, ATA show, Louisville 2022. Got what year it is. Dan Drake's More in here. here. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you guys? Still haven't seen you in a couple Doing years. Good. I know. It's, it's well, so good it to been. see everybody here again. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. What's new, man? You've been uh, apparently hustling while uh, we've all been away working, hustling in our own lanes, I guess. But I slipped over to the Scent Crusher booth earlier, and I'm like... There's a lot of new stuff. We got some new stuff in there. Yeah, you know, we've been, been, been thinking about it. it. You've been over it. there yet? No, I have not. You're, You're gonna be excited. Well, this is good. So Eric will get a first look while we while we record. Perfect. So Perfect. what's what's new, man? Because we talk every year. We talk ATA and record. It's always like, well, what's next? And you always have an idea brewing. And so I guess first thing I need to ask is, when you come out with something new, do you have just a bank of like twenty other ideas that you don't bring up yet that you just wait for the next year? No, I wish it was that simple. You know, in an <laughs> ideal world, you'd be Apple and you've got version 5, 6, 7, and 8 already thought out when yeah. you get to version 2. Dan's just got a hat and he just but, pulls out what he's inventing this year. But yeah. at the same time, yep. it kind of is, too. So I've got a giant whiteboard in my office, and you come in there and people look at it. And it's not just hunting stuff, but it's stuff like funeral homes, makeup brushes, nursing scrubs, you know, it's kind of my master how do I kill bacteria and smell across the planet. Yeah, right. You know, um, casts, you know, vet wraps for horses. So, that always sits there and it kind of helps generate stuff. Mm-hmm. And this year, we we tried to go back to our roots and say, okay, let's go back. And we spent some time with the Drury's mm-hmm. and three or four other teams and we said, hey, what could we do that would make a big impression in your world, and what are we doing right now, mm-hmm. and what are we doing wrong? Right. So this was really kind of a culmination of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. And so I guess we should talk about COVID a little bit because and we and we talked about that. You know, you did a phone in interview podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in the height of things when things really got crazy, crazy. roughly, and talked about how ozone and Sigrusher products can be used to help fight like. The germs and the bacteria and whatever else and for COVID. But let's touch on that because I think it's a good refresher. Yeah. So, you know, we got into the middle of this stuff and we always knew it was effective against bacteria and viruses and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Well, when it actually happened and we went through it, we went and raised a full round of of money just to go test against COVID. Mm -hmm. And I had been doing some stuff in the fire industry and first responder industry already. And we took some of that knowledge and and started testing and working on some products. Mm-hmm. And we actually ran it with just the base ozone. And it was not very effective. I was actually a little surprised. And then we ran it with some of these first responder products that we use, which uses humidity to kind of supercharge the ozone. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
and it was crazy effective. It, it, it's the difference between being 8% effective and being 99.98% no really. effective. And it's that humidity which we've introduced in our, our Scent Crusher Plus unit really in the yep. middle of last year yep. Yep. Um, that, uh, that we are now using in some other viruses and bacteria kind of stuff we're doing. So, How, how did you guys figure out the humidity part? Maybe you can't give that away. Or well, is that just science in general? <laughs> no, it, it's hey, not hey, science. That's above our pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't know anything about that. Would we? <laughs> it's not science in general, but, you know, we've got uh, a NASA guy on staff mm-hmm. who, who had done a lot of different things from purifying water all the way around uh, and been working with us a long time. So awesome. we leaned on him really heavily. Gotcha. Yeah, it's good to have guys from NASA in your corner. Huh? <laughs> Even if he told us how they figured it out, we wouldn't understand. Right. We, we if he ever needs help on anything, though, you come and, you know, we could probably help Just him. Out. Yeah. We should do we'll that. We'll get him drunk. Uh-huh. <laughs> get him fired. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, what are you working on out here? It's like touching stuff. He's like, don't touch anything. Hey, you, need, you need something welded? <laughs> we can, yeah, we I can, can weld that out. for you. Yeah, you need a beer, man. We got you. It's good to have those smart people in your corner. Uh, you there, know but, what? Really fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, you know, I pitched um, when I was at Deer. I talked to my boss, and I think, you know, we were talking about getting – because they were, like, freaking out about COVID, of course, right, like everybody Mm -hmm. was. And I gave them all the info for some of these units and stuff. I'm like, why are we not getting this stuff if everyone's that freaked out about it? And you just spent thirty grand on a temp scanner for a walk-in every morning. Why don't you put some of this fucking money into something that actually kills – the actually bacteria works. or the germs or you know what I mean can actually scientifically work against uh-huh. spreading the virus in the workplace and of course how they, they didn't do that no, no. They, yeah why would they it makes too much sense for them because they don't make sense they make combines remember hey you're right <laughs> but it's easier of, to threaten people to go get the vaccine isn't it well, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right and maybe you can't say anything I don't want to get you like assassinated here by the government but like have you got any backlash about your product Versus, like, you know, people using that as an alternative instead of, like, getting the vaccine or anything crazy like that? No, we really haven't. That's Mm -hmm. good. Are you just saying that so you don't get... No, (laughs) I just don't think we follow in, and it's probably a good thing, we we don't fall close to the radar for any of that stuff, I don't think. Yeah, you and Fauci aren't in, like, cahoots in any way or anything? He never calls anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I was just curious, though, because I know, like, with just, like, the censorship online, with, like, Mm -hmm. anytime you mention anything about COVID... If you got any, like, online... You know what? I'm going to give you guys a great story. So, in the very beginning of all this COVID stuff, and I'm trying to figure it out, and I think it works, my brother works at the National Institute of Health Mm -hmm. in D.C. And I call him, I'm like, hey, I need to get this ozone stuff we do tested, and can we do something? And he goes, Dan, you know, it's National Institute of Health, probably not, but let me ask a couple questions. My brother's old and been there forever. Mm -hmm. He calls me back, he goes... He goes, it's crazy. He goes, they want to see your stuff, and they want the background research on it. I was like, what? That was it, quick it, then. It, huh? Well, it, it was, I think it was about a week. He goes, he goes overnight the stuff to me. He goes, it's crazy. He goes, I got a call, and I forget the guy's name, but from the head biologist who used to do, I don't know, some rare disease that was going around Africa, but... They, they put him in Montana mm-hmm. to test all this really crazy stuff. He goes, he called me and asked for your research on this. One of the other guys must have mentioned it. So I packaged all the stuff up, sent it to him. He sent it up to Montana to th- this stuff. And then I started asking, hey, like, how, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Nobody would call me back. 
No. I, I was calling these numbers at this special lab in, in Montana and, like, hitting zero and backing out and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, yeah. Saying, hey, I need the somebody's cell phone number and stuff. Yeah. They would never call me back. Is that crazy? Still, it's yeah. kind of like we had an answer, but that, that's, nobody that's wanted where, to talk about it. That's where it ended? That's where it ended. They would never. That's a bummer. They would never. They asked for the stuff. They want all the background research, and then they decide they didn't want to talk about it. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, they're probably hmm. making. They're trying to like reverse engineer it, like in Area Fifty One. They do all the alien stuff, and then they're going <laughs> right. to take credit for all your all your hard work. <laughs> but so that's unit. the juiciest government stuff I've got. Well, I mean yeah. that's pretty juicy, really. Yeah. I mean until it just got cut off right there. But I mean, why? Yeah, why would they not call you back, especially? There's something to it, right? You don't you didn't make it up. You backed up the the research and why you made this <laughs> science. Yeah, yeah. You wonder like they're probably just using the shit out of it, and they just they forgot your number. It's something simple. We're <laughs> we're looking away into it, yeah. and they just like lost the guy's contact. And get back and hold it. They lost yep. that sticky note. But you'd think like yeah, they would jump all over something like that that can be that effective. Yeah, especially like in like classrooms and. That shows like convention centers and stuff like that, right? And all this stuff, yeah. I Everything. That's crazy. Interesting. Well, dang, I was hoping for something a little juicier. I'll, I'll, I'll lie next time or something. Yeah, I'll come make, up with yeah. make up some stuff. <laughs> he just makes up some yeah. crazy-ass story, and then at the end he's like, yeah, just yeah, kidding. kidding. <laughs> did, did, did you see a difference in like sales or applications for COVID with the ozone product? We certainly saw that people in the industry understood that it was helpful in killing bacteria and virus. The health industry? That, no, in the hunting industry. Mm-hmm. So, but, well, I say that. I'm not sure who was buying the products. Maybe it was getting out. But mm-hmm. we saw an unusually large tick up during that period of time in the summer months and, and, and late spring there mm-hmm. that you, we normally wouldn't have. Got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I just figured it would have went nuts. Yeah. You know? Because you were... Man, I don't remember because it's been. It seems like it's been a long time. You didn't you have to fly out somewhere, and it's like this big deal. Dan Drake's the man saving everybody from COVID. I, I did a, a bunch of. <laughs> I talked a bunch. Yeah, man. Yeah. I just I just thought it would just go yeah. wild. Like it, it seemed like it was gonna. Well, you know. And you know we worked through it. Quite honestly, um, the production timelines to do that stuff. You know everything. You know, people didn't know what to do, and, and we were trying to push ourselves. Okay, you're running out of mass. You can treat your mass with this stuff, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and, and worry about it. But by the time we get through production and testing, and it's, it's in another country anyway, which you can't get in and out of, mm. um, we came up with that plus unit. Mm. But it probably was, you know, six months too late. You know, people were going, yeah. oh, this stuff doesn't matter anymore. We're going to have a vaccine. And the demand from retailers and consumers right, right. Had, had kind of tailed because they thought they'd be an answer. And mm-hmm. now we're on our sixth booster or whatever for the answer they told us was going to be a, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a one-shot wonder. Right. Um, yeah, two weeks but, to shorten the curve. Yeah, the right. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get censored for this podcast that, for sure. You know, that's all right. The world needs to know. Hey, yeah. They need it, right? <laughs> so let's go. Let's talk about positivity a little bit. I hate okay. to bring it down. With the COVID thing, but that was a big part of like yeah, what yeah, was going sure. on, you know. So I wanted to at least touch on it. Yeah. But the new products, man, I was over there nosing around, and there's some exciting stuff this year. Yeah. So you know, our our big release this year is probably this Scent Crusher um, Base Camp unit that mm-hmm. we have, and uh, it's eighty percent more powerful than anything we've done. It's it's a portable unit um, that you put in your hand, you can carry around, and take it anywhere with you. So you can you can treat your 
your camp. You can treat your own closet, your own tote you've got. Is that the one put on the table over there with the yeah. handle on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, I'll, nice. I'll go grab it. Okay. Uh-huh. We were, we, uh, I didn't see refer to it yet, a little so bit as speak and spell sometimes because that's what it kind of looks like. But um, he's, he's going spell? to get, I don't I'm too old. I'm <laughs> I don't too know old. what that is. I was born in 83, and I don't yeah, even know what that one is. Yeah, you don't know what. Kids used to have it, and you'd pull a button and say, this is letter A, and blah, blah, blah. But it was kind of had that similar shape to it. So we've designed this. It is a whisper quiet fan with about uh, eight hours of battery life to it. And, uh, you know, it's just easy. And we've designed it so it can set anywhere. It can hang anywhere. Yeah. You can use it anywhere. And we think this has a lot of applications outside the hunting industry. Um to go oh, can, in a bunch of other markets, R- RVs. Yeah, you can smell me, how strong me. that is. Kurt, let me see it. Sorry, I just put it down. I got it. I got put my hand on it. So you know, it's RVs, it's locker rooms, yeah. it's sporting equipment, bear camp um, where you don't have easy access to an outlet yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, for sure. Got a daughter that has a hamster that stinks. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know where you were going to go there for a second. <laughs> Just put that in the hamster cage. Fog it up. So no, we're, excited, awesome. we're excited about that. You know, we think it gives everybody a lot of versatility mm-hmm. in their hunting life and outside their hunting life. It's kind of a two ninety nine price point. That's the other thing that's happened this year, and I don't think vendors are talking much about is you know, price points have been blown out of whack. Mm-hmm. $199, $249 used to be magic price points, but between shipping containers going from 4000 to $25,000, and the price of raw materials going up is now all of our price points are way out of whack. So yeah. this gives us a chance to hit kind of that magic two ninety nine price point again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we did that with all of our new products this year when awesome. we got a chance to design them specifically for this year. Price in the point. USB-C yeah. charger. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I noticed this on the bottom. Charge your phone? Yep. Yeah, USB charger as well. Yeah, this is awesome. The portability. And you just hold the power button to shut it off, huh? Yep. yep. And you got to where you can hang it on the wall if you need it, huh? Yep. Like you make your, like a you have a closet you want to just put your hunting clothes in and pop that in there. That's great. No, that is awesome. That's exciting. So we've got that. We've got an Ozone Supermax, which um, yeah, oh, I, got, I don't know if it's over there I this, yeah. or not. Damn. But yeah, there it is. So this is now six times more powerful than the other ones we've had. Mm-hmm. It work for everything up from just your normal car to an RV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, really super quiet fan and all the rest of it we've done. We've just we've just fine-tuned it in and said it needs to be bigger, better, quieter, you know, at the yeah. same price points. I love, and there's a power button on it. Yeah. Yeah, so you can shut off on Because the previous model didn't have a power button. No, no, we designed it shut off after 60 minutes, yeah, and then yeah. you'd have to pull it out and put it back in. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Is there a USB on the top of this? There is, yeah. So that's cool, too, because you, you, you can just leave it in. Oh, and charge your phone, too, from right from this. Okay, that's pretty slick. And then uh, I went, Just I went ahead of and grabbed, I grabbed this. I'm not going to pull our recording stuff off, off the bar here. I grabbed this guy. This is new. So this is brand new. So this is kind of the, the traveler, but it's made and designed specifically for your rubber boots. Oh, nice. You know, or leather boots or whatever you're doing. But, you know what uh, that kind of reminds me of is a bowling ball bag. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that front part in there, um, you can flip out a. There you go. You can. I'm not sure. Oops. This is the display model yeah. over here in the room. So 
it might be on the backside, but anyway, you on the backside there is a pad so that when you're putting your clothes on, you aren't getting wet socks. Oh, so that just out. folds oh. out right there. God Ooh, dang. Okay. Yeah, and there's nothing yeah. worse than wet socks. Oh, God, headed into the stand, it's oh. the worst. See, it? that's nice because what I have been using for my, when I would change and pull stuff out of my yeah. gear bag or whatever, I'd use that orange scent-free bag that you guys have. Yep. And I keep that folded up in my roller bag, and that's what I'd use so my, I don't get dirt and leaves and yeah. stuff over my socks. And you can but. see kind of, it's got a really small generator that, that yep. makes it light and oh, portable yep. there. And awesome. That. Very cool, man. That's slick and easy. So again, working on price points and what we think is good for consumers. That's one twenty nine. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. What would be the product if you had to pick the product of the year from last year coming in? You know, obviously this new stuff. What would be probably the number one item that people were buying up? Well, it, our biggest volumes always are Ozone Go for the cars. Oh, but right, I'd right. say the biggest kind of breakout product is the covert closet, mm-hmm. yep. where, where you can zip out your own little hang-up closet that yeah. guys are using while they travel so much. Yeah, that's a big, big deal. We, yeah. We're we kind of like just so stuck. We love the gear bag and the roller bags. Like, we just ran and rave over them. I live out of a roller bag. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally everything I have is in a roller bag. And it's nice because it's just in there already and in the pocket, so I just throw it in the truck and go, and I know I have everything. So... And plus, like, all the side compartments and stuff. I put all my extras, like, actually have a backcountry like, first aid kit and stuff like that on there. And um, But, yeah, no, this new stuff's exciting. That uh, That's really exciting. Yep. This unit right here. The du- kitty, kitty cat will never be able to smell you again. That's right. <laughs> Just keep it hooked to me, you know. Awesome. I love it. Doug will get a lot of uses for this. He can put it in his bedroom when he brings girls home. <laughs> <laughs> His girlfriends? Girlfriends. Girlfriends. You know, yeah. we, call, we, call him du- we call him Duck Guide Doug. Yeah. You know, he uh, takes a lot of women on guided duck hunts. Business is a booming. Yeah, business is good. <laughs> business is booming. Lots of ducks. We're know. talking about you. <laughs> no God. <laughs> I love it. So what else is new, man? What, what else is coming in here? Well, not now. You're like, that's it. Quit you know, asking. Uh, well... We're uh, we're working on some new stuff for next year. You know, again, you just start the process now and kind of go through it. But I think we're a lot like everybody else, which is we got to focus on the crazy world that we set in. Make sure our supply chains are right. We've got right. plenty of product when hunting season comes. So, mm-hmm. we, right. you know, we uh, these new things we normally don't place those orders until February. We place them at the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. Make sure we've got plenty of time to get them here get them in retailers hands in in june and and are all set up and that is no small task in today's world the yeah, right. uh, the supply chains are are way out of whack for lots of different reasons it's scary and, a little bit yeah man well it's smart getting everything ordered and getting ahead because once ata hits it's like people go nuts for hunting gear and then well do you feel does it right after ata do you think a lot of people go crazy and get the new stuff or is it always like the months before hunting season. I think I think people are more and more just-in-time shoppers. So just you'd like time, to yeah. think they're going to do it in July as they prep for those trips. But <laughs> you guys all know how it is. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Guilty. I, I'm, yeah. I'm headed out October 1st year. I better drag my stuff out about three days before. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've seen that. And everything's two-day shipping, essentially, now. And we mm-hmm. are off our own site. And, or you can walk into your retailer and pull it right off shelf. So um, I think we continue to see those seasons just kind of be real-time. Yeah, that and, makes sense. And which is why the, the presence of your guys' um, podcasts mm-hmm. and 
and all the social media that sits out there is just so important because oh, yeah, it's real yeah. time for people to see and go, oh, yeah, I really do need to do that. And it's a reminder. So when guys are yeah. listening, guys and girls are listening to the podcast and the way to work and work, you know, you listen to us talk yeah. about what we're using because I, I actively keep my scent crusher stuff on the move like year round. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just because, I don't know, we just think about it more. Hunting, The hunting podcast keeps us, th- I mean, we were passionate about it, but it keeps us thinking about it all the time. But like our studio, you walk around, there's some crusher stuff all over the place, you know. But it's a way for when people come over, if they've never been around it, they get to try so, it yeah. out. Like the bathroom is loaded down with room cleans. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. You yeah, need like, those in there. It's like four of those in there. We got one of the old versions and the new version in there. And, <laughs> and we got a couple in the studio, I think. And. So we're going to set a closet up in there, I think, for when guests stay and put all their clothes. We don't have a shower. Yeah. So, so are, you, are you guys big turkey hunters? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't. No. Nope. Eric, no. Austin, yes. Doug, yes. Mm, me, yeah. Sure. I'm so anxious to, <laughs> to get to the next season. You know, like yeah. I, I miss deer hunting because it's my favorite thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's kind of like, all right. Bring on turkeys. Let's go. Right. Do you like deer hunting more than turkey hunting? You oh, think? I like deer hunting more than anything. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a fun question because Mark Jury says he likes turkeys better than he likes whitetails. That guy's Mark is a special man, yeah. though. You know, <laughs> he, I, I don't know if he ever told you the story, but um, he literally was pulled out of a, a construction ditch um, and went and met with, uh, you know, Mossy Oak, and, and they made him, you know, on their team then like mm-hmm. he pulled off one shirt threw on a camo shirt and they said what do you like the camo he goes mossy oak they're like right answer you know <laughs> and, and so all the money energy and effort early on in their life was turkey hunting yeah right yeah. he i was sitting up there in the stand with him in iowa this year and they were talking they may manage their turkey population as much as their deer population which is wild that's yeah, crazy that, well you you know, hanging out with Mark and doing the working class on DeerCast series, and you know the guy killed like a two sixteen or two seventeen inch whitetail, and then a, like a one ninety, and then I think a one seventy yeah. something in Texas, and probably th- three other ones I'm forgetting about. A guy that shoots that giant whitetails, and he'll still say, "I'd rather chase turkeys." I'm like, "Isn't it amazing?" What? I mean, to me, I get it. I, I, I get the. To me, I turkeys. Don't. I don't. Eric, you're kind of out of this conversation yeah, a little I bit. Am. Sorry, buddy. I freaking hate turkeys. But we do like turkey palooza. We have like a turkey hunting uh, camp party. Like the camaraderie of turkey camp, I think, is bigger than the actual turkey hunting for us. Yeah, but, sure. Um, but it's still fun. The interaction's fun. But turkeys are so frustrating because you can be. It's a good thing they can't smell. Right. Uh, but we have you. If they if they ever like develop that <laughs> sense. Hey, got, you never know over time. We got Dan in our back pocket. But I mean, they're just so frustrating, but fun. I think for me, it's you can communicate with them. Yeah, you know, interaction, get feedback. You you get a little bit of it with deer, but not to the extent where you're like, "Oh God, here they are, here they are." Now they're at your back door drumming, and and you're all worked up. Yeah, when you feel like a turkey drumming, and it goes through your chest. Yeah, that's a different feel because I never had like that experience really for real until uh, I I killed that turkey with Austin Austin's farm, and the turkeys are drumming coming in. You're like. <sighs> yeah, like that bird you. that was working in behind us, you could hear him spitting and drumming. Yeah. He, would, he wouldn't even gobble him. Like, I tapped him. I'm like, he's right here. He's yeah. right here. Yeah. That's cool. That that makes it fun. It's a different type of, I don't know, it just makes you appreciate him a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. But I go back, like every year I get into turkey hunting, and I'm like, oh, so much fun. Then once it's over, I kind of forget about it. Yeah, but no, then, me too. But the interest kind of gets 
you know, further and further into the year, I think about it a little more. So I think in like 20 years, I'll probably really, really, really love it. But it'll just take me a little to get there. I don't know. I'm kidding around, but I don't know. I love them, but I, but I don't. Yeah. Sometime. I'd rather drink beer and hang out with buddies and talk about turkey hunting. Like, you can do that at night. Go. It's a yeah. win-win. That, I well, think that's the best thing about all the camps. But yeah. tur- turkey camp, it's usually a little warmer, you know, and, and there's a, yeah. essentially zero pressure on yeah. to, to yeah. come back or get up at 5 a.m. if you don't want to get up at 5 a.m. Well, you can only hunt until 1 in the afternoon in Illinois. Oh, wow. Which I don't know what the reason. Nobody really knows, I don't feel like. But, um, yeah, I can, I've actually killed a turkey in Kansas, believe it or not, killed a I don't with know. your car? No, I actually killed it with a boat, <laughs> believe it or not. Believe it or not, our buddies live in western Kansas. You killed Kansas. a red, red fence post, too. I shot one of them. Yeah. I thought it was a turkey head, but that oh, was... That's funny. Three of us thought it was. <laughs> I smoked it, for the record. Right. But, um, yeah. I mean, what, do you have Easterns where you're at in Kansas? We're right on the edge of Easterns and Rios. Do so you get, like, yeah. hybrid yeah. birds yeah, in hybrid. there? See, they said there were some hybrids at the Prairie Storm Boys, but apparently I killed a Rio. So they tell me it looks like one, but mm-hmm. but I told somebody else that's like really into turkey hunting. They're like, Kansas Rios aren't really Rios. Oh really? Yeah. So I said, oh, oh well there we oh, go. Okay. And I said, well fuck me then, huh? I guess I gotta go to Texas. But we should do a turkey camp one of these days, like with all working class and some of the scent crusher guys. Maybe teach, have Mark teach us a thing or two. People probably don't want to waste Boy, time. When, when you get with a guy who can really call turkeys, mm-hmm. it is special. Yeah. yeah. I've never been. Well, I mean, us, uh, so we can call. Austin can call turkeys. I don't do too bad, but I'm no Mark. I mean, yeah, but you, know, you get with those level. guys that are professional, it's just something it, else. Yeah, it is. They just get them all twisted up. Really? The, the birds <laughs> yeah. get them all riled up yeah. and moving in. It would be cool to hunt with a guy that good to just see, like. He's an artist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Mark I, always. Go ahead. Sorry. Make I, you feel really stupid. Uh huh. I sat down with one of our reps that was covering Bash Pro for us, and his family had started Loman game calls in the 80s, and they were in Walmart and stuff, and they had a turkey call, and he was really good. We sat down at my farm, and we called this particular farm the zoo, but uh, we sat down, we shot, I don't know, two turkeys in 15 minutes. He called in another 40 turkeys in about two hour like it was the what? most incredible thing and, and we'd be laughing he'd just be playing with them you know up on the ridge and they'd come down and it just you get That's a guy bizarre. that can just control them like that and yeah. it is really something like he really knows the language yeah. of turkeys he's yeah. really talking to them that's fascinating you know that'd be like possible to like be that good you know what i mean yeah. i didn't know that was like a possibility it would be cool to see i think that probably make motivate me to be better at it once you can see how guys like that can work. Well, Marcus, we're talking about doing like a lineup of turkey podcasts with like some of these old turkey hunting legends. Yeah. I don't want to say old turkey hunting, turkey hunting legends because there are a lot of the guys I don't know because I never was that into turkey hunting or I didn't grow up watching turkey hunting. I grew up watching deer hunting. So Mark's got like a hit list of guys that he wants us to interview. But I also don't really feel like we deserve to do it because we're not familiar with like the legacy of each guy a little bit you know so i'm like mark well you got to do this with me or just at least give me the like the super duper rundown so i can do my research to appreciate who i'm talking to absolutely you can almost feel guilty interviewing them and not fully knowing because i don't feel like it would do the the podcast justice and i feel like it's kind of like a disrespect to what they've done that makes sense you know to honor them yeah because i want to like 
you know, I know the legends I grew up, Mark and Terry and Waddell and, and all the real tree guys, the Primos guys, you know, all the jury team. You know, it's, it's different. I grew up watching them. Mm-hmm. So when I'm interviewing them, I understand, like, the weight of what we're discussing or how I'm talking to them. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting perspective. But I'll have to do some research. <laughs> on turkey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was sitting in Arizona one time around a, a campfire, and uh, these guys came down, and I had seen this girl walk through the the hotel earlier and uh, she had a big patch on her eye and later on that night they came down we're talking about hunting and stuff and she had a patch on her eye that was made out of turkey feathers Mm -hmm. and i thought that's the coolest thing ever and she started to talk her family had reintroduced the turkey in alabama in the early 1900s and the mossy oak tree came off of their farm that's cool that picture for it yeah it was just the coolest story ever huh Whoa, what you have an eye patch for? She had had some cancer in her eye, and her tear ducts weren't work, don't weren't producing enough moisture, so it helped kind of cover up her eye. No kidding. That. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's a deep turkey story. Yeah. Heritage yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Introduced and, uh, the turkey to Alabama? Yeah. And the that's real tree tree? Mossy oak. Mossy oak. Or mossy oak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, the real tree. The real tree tree. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. That's incredible. Awesome. Yeah, Small it's world. crazy. You just ran into her randomly? Oh, just randomly, yeah. And we started talking about hunting, and she had that turkey patch. I just thought it was the coolest thing. That ever. is cool. Man, I, I don't have anything cool like that in my family. No, I mean, You know what I mean? Like, going back, like, I wish I had old, like, hunting family photos just to, like, frame yeah. up in the man cave. Do you guys have anything like that? Like, old school hunting My heritage? grandfather shot a really cool mule deer way back in the day. No, and you have the photo and stuff of it? I have the deer head, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Monster, never... like... I don't know, 180s, 190s. No kidding. Cool deer. Yep, way back in the day. That old, like, hunting heritage is cool. It's cool when you see, like, those big bucks laid over those old cars on the hood and just, like, I don't think, like, my grandparents or my great-grandparents even hunted. Really? I I think my dad just got into it, and then that's where I get it from. Yeah, which is cool, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I guess it's up to us to take photos that way when our... Great, great, great grandkids. If we well, make they'll it just be home. able to look us up on Facebook and see all our old <laughs> Jeez, pictures. It right. was a big deal to take a picture back then. <laughs> well, that's yeah. true, Nobody's too. carrying around a big camera like that into the woods in 1928. Yeah, right, that yeah. was an effort. You had to plan that one out. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, we'll take a picture. Yeah, you just stand there yeah. for 28 minutes and do the whole... <laughs> well, let alone, like, backcountry-type people, country folk that, like, they're just too busy mm-hmm. hunting yeah. to worry about going to buy a camera or whatever. So they're, that's, I think that's what makes those type of photos even cooler. Yep. You know, but... I don't know. It's just stuff I see, and I, like I see, like Tom Miranda is real good at posting like those old school mm-hmm. hunting heritage photos and the old school like trapping photos and stuff. I don't know. It just makes me makes me want to like collect them and then frame them and put them up just for like conversational pieces. But there's no like personal connection to them. Well, we'll just tell them that's our grandparents. You know, how would they know? <laughs> just make up a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, that's my grandpa right there. And his yeah. buddies and yeah, <laughs> that's grandpa there. Huge buck. So stupid. Well, anything else we need to cover about Scent Crush or anything like that? You know, I think we've covered it. I appreciate yeah. you guys having me on. It's been so much fun watching you guys grow the last few years and all the stuff you're doing with the juries now, but yeah. in your own right. So it's an honor being here. Uh, I feel like I'm lucky. Can, can I get your guys' autographs? <laughs> get, get out of here, man. <laughs> get out of here, man. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much. No, I really appreciate you, you spending yeah. some time with me today and talk about of course. stuff. So. Hey, I thank, thank you for giving us the chance and the partnership for, I don't know, we talk about it every time. I don't know how many years it's been, but um, we, we just really appreciate it, man. It's been a big help, and uh, 
I don't know why you still work with us, but uh, apparently either. we're doing something kind of you're right. awesome. You're coming to turkey camp in the spring. Done. Hey, let's do it. Done. Okay, cool. There it is. Awesome. I'm excited. Thank you. Thanks, man. Go shoot your bow, everybody. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.